All right, welcome back into the show of the nation. It's Austin Price, my main man, Chris Lowe, and we're getting ready to join via the phone lines our good friend Jason Swain of the Swain event. Uh, Jason, let's get right to it, man. What does it feel like for those of us out here and all those people that, that live in and around Knoxville and are listening all across the state, what's it really feel like to beat Alabama? Because you're one of the few who really know how that feels. Yeah, 3-1 and one versus Alabama. Very, very proud of it. I uh, wish we were 4-0, four, four oh, but it's a great feeling being from the state, knowing that, you know, it's such a, a, a respected rivalry on both sides, knowing that so many great coaches on both sides and so many great players on both sides have been part of it. So, very, very proud of it. And uh, I just I can't wait for uh, some of the guys that, you know, played after 2006 here in Tennessee to be able to experience that. Yeah, we, you know, we're sort of having some fun with you about you being one of the few people around here who knows what it's like. More seriously, <laughs> as someone who was 3-1 against Alabama. Should have been 4-0. And played in that series when it, when it was quote-unquote As hard as it is for Tennessee fans to see what's happened, to see how Alabama has just taken off and left Tennessee, as a player who played in this program, how difficult has that been for you to wrap your hands around it? No, it's very difficult. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't think that we'll, we would be sitting right here, you know, kind of just uh, being in the middle of this, this losing streak. And, and quite frankly, uh, the game's not being close most of the years. You know, last year Tennessee had a chance, uh, you know, the possession away from really making it close, but then, you know, did not make the play, and then Tennessee, uh, Tennessee was able, or Alabama was able to extend the lead, and, and the, the, the game looked worse than it really was. And then, you know, yesterday just really was, was never a shot. Uh, the talent gap is, is wide, and you know, Alabama has it rolling. So, yeah, it's been, it's been extremely difficult sitting here watching, um, you know, Tennessee just be so far away from Alabama right now. Jason, when, when you look at, at, at this team, um, you know, for the last several weeks, everybody's pointed the finger at the quarterback. Um, but it, it sure seems like that they've got way more problems than just who's uh, taking that snap under center. It seems like that the problems lie on both sides of the football, don't it? No, absolutely. I mean, I'm watching the game yesterday, and, and, and the quarterback wasn't to reason why Tennessee uh, lost the game. I thought the quarterback played – uh, pretty well, actually. Um, but every time I look up, you know, it, it's an unblocked defensive lineman, you know, hitting the quarterback. Uh, it's a, you know, a bad route by a wide receiver. Uh, it's a running back not holding on to the football. Uh, there's just so many different things that I see watching the football game that will get you beat when you're playing against a really, really good team. And then on, de- on the defense side of the football, you know, when you're playing against a great offense, you have to be able to take advantage of opportunities when they are right there in your hands. And, you know, we were unable to do that. And so, no, I think it's easy just to look at the quarterback. Uh, it's obvious he hasn't played, you know, extremely, extremely well this football season. He's been inconsistent. But it's more than just the quarterback position. that I could see on several plays um, where it's other guys besides the quarterback. When you look at the quarterback position, um, you know, obviously J.G. did nothing to hurt the football team yesterday as far as putting the ball in harm's way. Um, but the game was called in a way that I don't know if they were going to let him have any opportunities to, you know, hurt the team. I mean, like, I know they took a few deep shots, but, I mean, like, 
as far as a lot of crossing stuff that kind of you know troubled him a week ago, they they shied away from that. I mean, there were multiple times where Tennessee had it at third and five plus, and they just handed the football off. I mean, it, when when you're an offensive guy, whether it be a receiver or a, a quarterback, how, how disheartening is that um, to to know okay, third and seven, and we're gonna we're gonna try an off right tackle. Yeah, there was one third and seven where you know Tennessee had got gotten a uh, you know turnover. It was a great play by our defense to punch the football out, and he had the ball on the positive side uh, of the football field. And that's that's I'm thinking two down territory, um, you know, with that running play. But that just goes to show that the confidence is lost there with the quarterback. And you know, there were several times when Tennessee was able to run the football right down Alabama's throat when it was third down, but. Uh, to, to run the football in that situation and punt it, you know, that was kind of disheartening. disheartening and that just lets you know that, um, you know, the offensive staff don't have a confidence in, in the quarterback like they did a couple weeks ago. Um, and, hey, you have to earn the trust, and then when you lose it, you have to you have to earn it back. So hopefully this bye week, you know, J.G. can earn that trust back because, you know, Tennessee needs to be balanced if they want to finish the season strong. We want to remind fans this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer. And ice cold, Dasecki Cerveza, distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember, celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. All right. Swain, let's uh, let's go more with a glass half full approach. The rest of your segment. So, what do you see from the program? Not just this team, not from the staff, but from the program that gives you hope that Tennessee is at least moving, creeping, meandering, whatever you want to say, in the right direction. And I'm not talking about being able to beat Alabama. I'm not talking about even being able to beat Georgia. I'm talking about being a team that can be consistently in the top four or five of the SEC? I mean, there's there's young talent that I think can be developed into NFL players. And I think when you look around, around the league, the teams that have the most NFL players are the teams that are the most successful. Um, there seems to be a, a significant gap uh, between Alabama, Georgia, and, and Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what happens in Florida in a couple weeks, but um, the one thing that I you know, feel good about uh, long-term is there's some young talent. I think, um, you know, you look around uh, the freshman class, you look at the sophomores, um, there's a lot of talent that can be developed to NFL players. You know, they have to develop into leaders. And I think that's kind of a missing ingredient uh, to really see this thing take a take a, a, a step forward. There's baby step forward. You mentioned me hangering and creeping, and it feels like that, but uh, the leadership has to be there to take that to take that next step, along with the added talent that you do when you go out there and recruit. Jason, I made this point on our podcast last night after the game. I, there's just the this team has gotten really stale really quick, and it's like leaving that bag of chips out without the the you know the closing them back up. They just go stale in a hurry. So it felt like yesterday the only excitement that there really was was when Jalen Hyatt made a couple of catches. And I'm not advocating that you just need to start start starting freshman across the board. I think that's insane. But, you know, I you almost feel like they need a little something kind of like they did in 2010 when, you know, Tyler Bray was throwing it around to, to Rick Rogers and Justin Hunter and 
and there was excitement at the end of that football season. Now, trust me, that November was a lot easier path than this November will be being an all-league schedule. But at the same time, don't you feel like that there needs to be a little spice to the, to, to the program right now because it just feels like it's just kind of stuck in neutral? No, absolutely. Um, I mean, and maybe you look at the quarterback position and, and it feels like you really don't have a short-term solution there. And uh, I can understand, you know, that feeling. But I'll tell you, Jalen Hyatt really made me excited, you know, seeing how he's playing and, you know, he's out playing some of the older guys, quite frankly. And so uh, maybe some of the freshmen will be able to get to that point. Uh, the way you prove that is in practice, for sure. And if you're not doing it in practice, there's no way that you're going to be out there in the games to be able to, to make those plays and be trusted. But, Austin, you're right, man. I mean, it, it really feels stale. Um, I mean, I don't see guys playing with their hair on fire, celebrating. Um, I, mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing someone get the celebration penalty for 15 yards, man, just to, just to be – just excited about, you know, making a play. And I think that's something that you have to get back to uh, in the bye week, you know, encouraging guys to, to celebrate after making a play and making, making football fun again. Uh, I understand when you, when you lose two, three games in a row, uh, it's not fun, especially when you're at a place that values football the way University of Tennessee values football. Jason, it's Chris again. From a player's perspective, when you're four or five games into a season, We've already seen one midseason change on the coaching staff. Um, I think there's, I don't think there's any question. There's probably some things aren't rosy. Period on the coaching staff right now, as far as morale and, and chemistry. From a player's perspective, how do you think that's viewed? I mean, if you're a player and you're watching all that play out, is it just, is it more? All right, coach is trying to get it right, or? There's some panic setting in, or is it somewhere in between? I just you played, you know what it's like. Um, were you there? You were playing at 05 when when Randy Sanders stepped aside, right? Yep. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so right. I just wondered from your perspective, what's that like? Well, I mean, we we knew he did He just didn't step aside. I mean, we knew that he was he was encouraged more than likely to to leave, and we knew. You know all the criticism that he was getting, um, just outside the outside the, the four walls of the building, and how it affected his family. And you no, know, we we understood. At least I understood that it was a business. And um, you know, the coach that recruited me, the coach that I've developed a relationship two three years um, in high school, was let go. You know that that year as well. And um, I turned the page. I mean, I, it was business. Um, you know, I wish my I wish Pat Washington good luck, but it was all about trying to win uh, and get better. And, you know, things had got stale there in 05. And so, um, you know, the coach staff got to find a way to to to, to avoid that. Um, and that's, that's up to Coach Pruitt to, to be able to do that. But, um, man, it's, it's, it's just really tough when you lose. And it thinks that it's a bye week because you have that whole entire week to think about it. Uh, but it could be a positive because it can really motivate guys to, to fix the issues and look in the mirror and really challenge each other. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think there's any question. I, I've said it, and I know we talked off the air, Swain. Uh, th- this two weeks, pretty critical two weeks for this program. And you know, I'm not one of those who says you know everybody. It's going to be a long two weeks. Well, but I, and, and everybody wants to put every coach on the hot seat as soon as things goes bad. And I, I'm not ready to go there, but it certainly is a critical 
two weeks, an important two weeks for Jeremy Pruitt, his staff, and his program as they try to get ready to play their best football starting with that game in Arkansas in two weeks. Yeah, it has to, it has to be their best football. Um, I mean, because you're not sneaking up on anybody. Uh, Arkansas, Barry Odom is, is, is a really good defensive coach. And you remember his time in Missouri? He doesn't have any love for, for Tennessee. And so he'll be looking forward to kind of kick, kick Tennessee wide down. You know, Tennessee's played five games. So there's a lot of film on, on Tennessee. Um, the, 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 the blueprint on how to beat Tennessee is, is out there. So it's very important for Jim Chaney and his offensive staff and, and the whole entire staff to go and kind of self, self-evaluate, um, go look at tendencies that they've created, try to break some of those tendencies. And um, and really be prepared for teams best because I think teams smell blood in the water. You know, Auburn's you know they're reeling a little bit even though they won. They need to find a win. Um, you know, Arkansas want to you know use Tennessee is a signature win, and so I think people see Tennessee as a win, and uh, Tennessee just needs to make sure that they don't allow that to happen and, and put these first five games in the rearview mirror and, and treat the next five like a brand new season. All right, Swain. Jason Swain, the Swain event. More importantly, the dad, the father of the Swain girls, the world-famous Swain girls. We appreciate you joining us tonight, my friend. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you all. And, man, y'all have a good one. All Thanks right. The time. That's Jason Swain, VFL. Does a great job on the radio and always good to get his insight here on the nation.